My name is Andrew Bustamante, and this is Everyday Espionage. When my son was six months old, I started reading to him. I started reading to him earlier than that, but for some reason, I expected reading to be easier by the time he was six months old. I wanted him to sit and listen and enjoy the book and enjoy daddy and enjoy the time that we had together, but it never worked out that way. It was, it was always so frustrating because he would never just sit still and listen. And I thought he would grow out of it. I thought it was just part of the age. I was hoping that things would change one day. But I realize now that he's six, that what he was doing then was preparing me for what life would look like later on. You see, he still doesn't sit still. He doesn't sit still through a movie or a book or a board game. You see, I try to teach him the rules, But he never cares to learn the rules. He just makes up his own rules. He makes up his own game. He lives in this imaginary world when I'm trying to play something with him. And it drives me up a wall. It drives my wife crazy too. My mom is concerned because she thinks he doesn't focus. And my wife is concerned because she thinks he doesn't make friends very well. The school teachers tell me that he's a kind and generous boy but he doesn't know how to stand in line. He doesn't know how to wait his turn. And he skips the snacks and lunchtime because he just wants to play. Everybody tells me that he's so imaginative and he's so active and he's such a passionate child. Now, I'm a parent, so of course I worry for my child. I worry for what the future holds and I worry whether I should push or whether I should fight with his natural tendencies, or whether I should just let him be six. Now, my son has friends. He has a really good friend from our church who's about his age, but is the total polar opposite of my son. His friend is extremely focused and very obedient, and he learns things quickly, like freaky quickly. Now, normally parents love to compare their child, right? But my son's friend, his parents are always very awkward when it comes to comparing their son. And I think they're awkward because they recognize that their son is actually legitimately amazing, like genius amazing. The kid started reading by the time he was three. But the freaky part is nobody really taught him how to read. He just started to pick it up on his own. He started to learn the sounds of letters, and then he started sounding out those letters. He started building those words that he saw built from the letters, and and before anyone knew it, he was reading. He would read anything that he saw. He would read billboards. He would read books. He would read signs. He would read letterhead. He would even read the things that he really shouldn't be reading, right? Like one of my favorite stories was when his parents told me that they're driving down the highway in Florida and he started reading the strip club advertisements that were on the side of the road. So there's a, there's a plus side and a, and a minus side to when your kid starts reading that early. He was so talented. And just like me, his parents worried for him. What if he spent his whole life 
doing what other people told him to do? What if he never found his own creativity? Would his dreams ever be his own, or would he just be diligently carrying out the dreams that someone else had for him? He was talented, but they had their worries too. Now at CIA, we have all types of people, but really we break down into two different camps. There are those of us who are talented, and then there are those of us who are passionate, just like my son and his friend. If you ask the average person on the street what they would prefer to be, would they rather be passionate or would they rather be talented, most people will tell you that they would prefer to be talented. Because in our world, everybody wants to be talented. We want to be smart. We want to be musical. We want to be athletic. We all want to be like Justin Timberlake, right? We want to act and dance and sing and be funny. We want to be the ultimate triple threat. And we celebrate talent in our culture all the time. When you turn on ESPN, you'll watch replay after replay in basketball or football or baseball. And what you're seeing are players doing these amazingly talented things, showing off their talent for the game. And because that's the world that we live in, we often overlook passion. We even joke about passion because we assume that passion doesn't have the same value as talent, that it lacks the follow-through, it lacks the discipline. Talented people make life look easy. Life is, is better for people with talent. That's what we start to think. We think talented people have the brains, they have the body, they have the looks and the skills. So if we had to choose what we would prefer to be, we would choose to be talented. But there's something really important to understand about talent. Because talent is defined by boundaries. It's defined by rules. You see, in order to be talented, you have to be talented at something at something that someone else has defined. You see it in music, you see it in dance, you see it in writing. Someone else has defined what is good or what is great, and talented people are measured. Their talent is measured against that standard that was defined by someone else. Look at it in professional sports. Talented players do amazing things all the time. That's what we watch in those replays. But how do we define what an amazing thing is? The talented player does something within the rules of the game that was set for them, right? If a running back were to take the ball and run a record-breaking time directly out of bounds, would that be an impressive feat? I venture to say no one would be as impressed as they would be if he were to grab that ball and run a record-breaking time inside of boundaries. No one's impressed when a basketball player does something amazing out of bounds or when a baseball team does something after the end of the last inning. It doesn't matter anymore because it's outside of the rules. It's outside of the boundaries. Talent is defined by the boundaries. When people of talent do something outside of bounds, what do we say? We say, oh, what a waste of talent. You see, talent has borders, it has rules, it has a box that it has to be inside. But passion does not have boundaries. Passion has no rules, it has no standard, it has no measurement. Passion is raw, it's, it's personal, it's intimate. And passionate is what drives people to do the things 
that nobody else has done. It's what drives people to create things that no one else has created and build things that other people only dream about. Every game that's ever been played was created by someone with passion. And then later on came talented players who mastered that game. It's the same way in intelligence operations. There are people who are passionate about the operation, about the work and the risk and the uncertainty and the service. But those passionate people need people with talent to analyze and vet and organize all of that complex information that's collected. The two go hand in hand. It's not one or the other. Passionate people need talented people to direct their passion. And talented people need passionate people to break through the boundaries. You see, in espionage, there's always a clear, specific objective that we're trying to meet. But espionage itself has no real rules. The talent sets the objective, but the passion executes the operation. Together, they win in intelligence. Together, talent and passion can save lives. But on their own, it's only half the equation. It takes both together to make something amazing. Now, at church, my son loves to play with his friend. Even though these two completely, utterly opposite boys behave in such different ways, when they play together, the games are spectacular to watch. My son's friend always sets the rules. That's how we start every time. Clear, logical rules. Usually they're the rules that are written on the box of the game they are playing. And my son comes along and disregards every single one of the rules that his friend set in place. The two will argue and butt heads and pout for about five minutes until they ultimately land on something totally unique for them something unique in that exact moment, on that exact day, and only for that one game. And then they play. They play their hearts out, and they have an amazing time playing inside their own rules, playing inside their own game. And they play that way until they decide to change the rules again. And they do, because they can. And in that space... They both flourish. It's the most impressive thing to watch because these two boys at this young age with this limitless energy and this untapped potential, they just do what they were born to do. Born to be talented, born to be passionate. And the most incredible thing about watching them together is that they both learn together. They both discover together. My passionate son starts to discover his own talents. And his talented friend starts to discover his own passions. They work together. They work like spies, combining talent and passion. So tell me, what would you choose if you had to choose between talent or passion? Which one do you think you already have? And most importantly, who is in your life right now 
to help you explore the other half. Most people are playing a game, and you've seen it. They run around inside a boundary, following rules, rules of a game that was set by someone else. And they are losing. They're losing that game. Even if they have talent, they are losing because they are missing the other half. They're missing the passion. And then out there, there are all these passionate people struggling, feeling like they are losing every day because they can't find someone who shares the same level of passion in the same thing. The talented people are losing. The passionate people are losing. And why? Because they haven't discovered that their value comes when they work together. When you work together, when you tie passion and talent together, not only do you create something powerful, something that no one else has, but you start to discover and together where everyone else is alone. That is everyday espionage. Combine your time and your talent and your passion with someone else's time and talent and passion. Then you have an operation. Then you have the ability to do amazing things. Everyday espionage is dedicated to one thing, educating everyday people. I know that not everybody will listen, but those who listen will learn. If you learned something new today, click subscribe, review, and share the podcast with a friend. I have so much more to share with you. Find me on social media at Everyday Spy or on my website, www.everydayspy.com. And if you are up for a special challenge, check out Operation Real Time and let me take you on an authentic spy training mission. Above all else, remember that knowledge is freedom.